Good morning. I'm Duarte Geraldino. And I'm Shamita Basu. This is Apple News Today. Each morning, hear about some of the most fascinating stories in the news and how the world's best journalists are covering them. We start today with the first night of the Democratic National Convention. The event kicked off not in a packed stadium. There were no delegates in the stands cheering and yelling. This time, the convention is all virtual. One tightly produced speech after another. On night one, the party's focus was on racial justice, President Trump's response to the COVID-19 crisis, and how people's jobs and livelihoods have been affected by the pandemic. You know, Shamita, I've seen a lot of these conventions, and I've never seen one as diverse as last night's. From the very first moments with all the kids singing the national anthem to the moment of silence for all the people of color killed by police. Yeah, and the Democrats really put a lot of focus on finding ordinary Americans to feature. And easily one of the most memorable parts of the night was when Kristen Urquiza spoke. Mm. She lost her father, who she says was a Trump supporter, to COVID-19. And she looked right into the camera and blamed the president for her father's death. One of the last things that my father said to me was that he felt betrayed by the likes of Donald Trump. And so when I cast my vote for Joe Biden, I will do it for my dad. And that was a notable theme of the evening. Republicans who said we voted for Trump four years ago and we regret it today. Mm -hmm. There were a couple of other speeches that really stood out in the night. We heard from the family of George Floyd, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, and Bernie Sanders, who appealed to his millions of supporters. He said Joe Biden's going to need them on Election Day. And it's not clear whether Sanders has been able to convince the most progressive wing of the party to get on board with Biden. If Donald Trump is reelected, all the progress we have made will be in jeopardy. But of course, last night's headliner, the star of the show, was Michelle Obama. It was true in 2016. It was definitely true again this year. She was the moment everyone was waiting for. And she totally delivered. She spoke about the kind of character it takes to lead the nation and why she believes Donald Trump doesn't cut it. He cannot meet this moment. He simply cannot be who we need him to be for us. It is what it is. She also revived that phrase she used at the last convention four years ago, when they go low, we go high, this time with a slight caveat. But let's be clear, going high does not mean putting on a smile and saying nice things when confronted by viciousness and cruelty. Overall, this was a strong first night for Democrats, though I have to say there were some parts that were bizarrely produced. Mm -hmm. One political analyst likened the event to an infomercial, and -and rank-and-file Republicans like Ted Cruz were quick to criticize the night and say the party was committed only to appealing to what he called the radical left. And President Trump defended himself and his record on Twitter this morning. Yeah, what I heard last night was Democrats sending a clear message. Yeah, Joe Biden's a good choice, but really four more years of Donald Trump is an obvious bad choice. Are you feeling stressed, lonely, financially strained by the pandemic? You're not alone. For the first time since the pandemic began, we now have some of the most reliable survey data about how the crisis is affecting millions of people in this country. The U.S. Census Bureau designed a 20-minute online survey to look into how COVID-19 is impacting you. The census calls it the Household Pulse Survey, and it's been measuring the physical, mental, and financial health of the country every week from mid-April to mid-July. Bloomberg News has some key takeaways. 
One major source of anxiety that the survey identified was housing. Nationally, one in eight households were either late making rent or mortgage payments or had to defer those payments. Also, the survey found more than 50% of households lost income. And in July, 35% of adults expected future income loss for themselves or someone in their household in the following month. Black and Hispanic Americans are suffering the largest losses, along with people with less education and young folks. The survey also asked about mental health and other medical conditions and found high levels of anxiety and depression. And there's another health risk that's casting a shadow on many of us. Between mid-June and mid-July, more than 70 million adults either deferred or could not access routine medical care because of concerns about the coronavirus. And at some point, we're going to have to play catch-up. The Census Bureau started collecting these surveys in April, and it was planning to stop last month. But it says the feedback has proven so helpful and so insightful that the Bureau is going to continue collecting responses until the end of October. Since the death of George Floyd, activists have been calling to defund the police. And to some people, that means getting rid of the police altogether. But many activists say what they're calling for is a redirecting of funding. They want some amount of money that's typically earmarked for law enforcement to go to other services, to address problems like homelessness and mental illness, which police aren't really equipped to handle. Some U.S. cities already started approving plans to cut police budgets. Mm -hmm. And these are big cities, places like New York, Seattle, Los Angeles and Minneapolis. And local police budgets are huge. Nationally, they total about $100 billion a year. And spending on police has outpaced growth of other local budgets over the last 40 years. I'm talking about far outpacing education, outpacing parks and rec. That's according to analysis from The Wall Street Journal. You know, the journal also reports salaries alone make up more than 50 percent of operating budgets for police departments. By the way, that doesn't even include benefits and pension costs. Mm -hmm. Pension payouts can last for decades. But Politico reports there's a disconnect between what activists are calling for and what's actually getting cut. You know, cities are also hurting financially because of COVID-19. And some of the cuts they're making to their police departments could make it difficult for them to change their culture and way of operating. According to Politico's reporting, when police budgets get cut, the first programs that municipal leaders choose to axe are often the ones that police reform advocates support. Things like community relations and focused recruitment efforts to attract younger, more diverse officers. The NBA playoffs just started after weeks of keeping its players relatively safe inside what's become known as the bubble, where players are confined to certain spaces, can only see certain people, and need to be tested often. As you can imagine, there's not a whole lot to do inside the bubble, other than practice, eat, sleep, get tested for COVID, <laughs> do it all over again. So some players have found side hustles. Matisse Thibel, a rookie guard for the Philadelphia 76ers, has been documenting what life is like inside the bubble. He's been making these videos, posting them on YouTube, and these videos have been watched millions of times. Hello. Hey. Hey. What do I have to do to get a fork around here? Did your food not come with utensils? <laughs> no. And Jimmy Butler from the Miami Heat started his own coffee business. Apparently, a good cup of joe is hard to come by in the bubble. So he's putting his French press to work and get this charging up to $20 a cup. 
$20? I get it's a bubble, but that's messed up. Yeah, you get the impression that he can really afford to give it away. Here's <laughs> Butler talking to ESPN's Rachel Nichols about his fledgling business venture. Because like, you can't get coffee nowhere here. So I might bump it up to 30 bucks a cup. Just depends. People here can afford it, so ain't nobody complaining. You can find links to all these stories in today's show notes page. And if you're enjoying the show, do leave us a rating and a review. It really helps other people find the show. We'll talk with you again tomorrow. 